What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 315th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. Hello, my name is SBJ. With me is Will. Yes, SBJ, the man with no empathy and no ability to feel empathy. Now I've come to understand this. It took you five years? Oh, yeah. I just I didn't want to believe it. And now <laughs> it has become clear. Didn't you just run? You, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was aware of what you were doing. I, I, I realize, but don't you understand that after somebody runs eight miles in 90 degree temperatures, they, they're not at their best. Hey, I told, that. <laughs> I told you what time we were starting yesterday. <laughs> Which is why I started running at 7.45 this morning. <laughs> the reason we're recording early today is because Greg is here. Hello! And I am back, as Greg, predicted. As you, 3.15, right? This is the right episode. 3.15, this is the right episode. All right. Greg was on once before, but you guys might know Greg better from the other podcasts I do called Mythical, where Greg is the creator of games and dungeon master yes all of that is accurate yes uh with that being said there's no news on mythical so moving <laughs> on oh no uh, womp womp please bring us the ending we deserve rocks fall everybody dies there we go wrap it up said <laughs> <Is that> how dms <laughs> usually end games <laughs> yep rocks that's fall. how we do it rocks fall everyone dies what an ending <laughs> Make a roll against falling rocks. You failed. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Greg, good for you to be here. We have a little lighter of a news week. There's the Safari Zone happening right now in Germany. There's been some up and down reporting on the uh, Germany stuff. So actually, well, what the show is we're going to do some news. We're going to actually do some emails this week because it's a lighter news week. There's actually a lot of news articles, but they're all just like statements, so they're really short. No, no one's, <laughs> no one's throwing Gatorade bottles this week. Uh, and then we'll, <sighs> then we'll do our uh, Pokemon of the week. So, uh, with that being said, some news: the German event for Pokemon Go Fest. This is the first of, I think, three major events they're planning for the summer. The first day they did it, lines were long. There was no security or police controlling the lines and manage line management from what I saw on Twitter. Uh, again, if I was invited or if I had the money just to fly out there, I could report on this properly, but I don't. And that's okay. Uh, I do have press passes for Pokemon Go Fest, so we'll, I'll be reporting on that this year, like I did last year. From my understanding, from what I've gathered from people I follow on Twitter and from Reddit, it seemed like... Uh, there was one specific issue that seemed to plague everyone there, which was if you used an incense, uh, it crashed your game. Niantic was able to fix that within an hour or two, so all players were able to use incense again. Uh, and then the other problem was uh, getting into the park was you had to wait in line to get into the park, and all, some people in the park had zero to no cell phone service. That being said... I don't believe this event costed any money, like Pokemon Go Fest, and you could play this anywhere outside the park. So you really didn't have a reason to go to the park unless you wanted to see what Niantic set up. There was actually no gyms inside the park. So if you wanted to do raids, there'd be no point for you to go there anyways. So while 
Some people could not connect. Other people could play fine. I would not chalk it up to the same issues that were at Pokemon Go Fest where specifically no one could play. (laughs) (laughs) Plenty of people could play, and you didn't have to play there, which, again, not the same as Pokemon Go Fest. They did change that so you could play outside the fest after several hours of it not working. Today, it seems like there are no issues from what I can gather, but the day is not over. it seems like shiny rates were increased. That's Swablu, Larvitar. A new shiny was introduced, Roselia, uh, which you can also find all over the world. No, I don't know. Again, it's it's only been like 36 hours. I don't know if Roselia has better shiny rates here as it does in Germany, but it just seems like everyone on my timeline has shiny Roselia, so I, maybe it's better. I don't Rub it in. I don't I know. know two people who don't Just have shiny Roselia. Rub it the in. two people you're talking to right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't actually actively go out. I w- actively went out for about an hour yesterday, uh, and I did not go to probably optimal places for the best spawns. I think I'm going to go out today. I have to work those friendships. <laughs> get somebody to trade me one. I need it. Yeah, I want I want to try to get two, uh, but you know if I can, I can't. I want to at least get one today, so I think that's going to be my mission after this podcast. I I did a lot of mowing the lawn and all my adult responsibilities yesterday because I was like, if I can't get Roselia to yesterday casually, I'm going to actively hunt for it today. And I got a lot of things to do, but you know it is what it is. It's that Pokemon Go grind. I will be getting a Mr. Mime this week, though. My my friend, shout out to Waffle Soup in Slack, who went to Europe this past weekend, and he caught me in Mr. Mime, and I just happened to be going to Minnesota this week. What? I will be. I I actually... Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember. I remember. Yeah. I don't know if I'll have time to see you, Greg, but uh, I I will try to sneak it in. Can we also step back and mention that Waffle Soup is at the International Court of Justice, and I'm like... That dude? <laughs> what is he doing there? <laughs> Being He's... international in court. Yeah. What is going yeah. on with that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that was so funny. All right. Let's get the last bit of Pokemon Go news out of the way here. Uh, July Field Research announced. Some people were excited. Some people were bummed. It seems that Pokemon Go is still focusing very heavily on Kanto-related items. Uh, so a new set of... Research tests will begin today, July 1st, featuring Pokemon discovered from the Kanto region. The announcement reveals Pikachu, Ditto, Eevee are a part of the field research stuff. Pikachu and Eevee, obviously related to Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, plus they're both just popular in general. Ditto, because Ditto is hard to find. You need Ditto to complete your Mew quest. In addition, Snorlax will be available uh, and will feature the special move, Body Slam. Which, if you care about gym stuff, it seems like this is one of the best attacking Pokemon now. Number-wise, people did the number stuff. Um, Some people were upset because this was not Entei, Raikou, Suicune. Some people were upset that this was not Mewtwo. Uh, Some people were upset because they need to be upset about something. Uh, I think it's cool, though. In my two years of playing Pokemon Go, I have hatched one Snorlax from a 10k egg, and I have found two in the wild. Uh, One of those were pretty recently. Update on my mom. She's been playing for two years. She found her first ever Snorlax about a month ago, and you better believe she texted me, and she texted me the wrong name. (laughs) 
I don't remember what it's called off the top of my head, but do you I know you're both you you both are not super heavy Pokemon Go players, but have you gotten a Snorlax yet? I got a Snorlax a long time ago in a sort of a random I think I was just walking downtown and opened up Pokemon Go because I'm like, well, I got a five minute walk to some building and there was one really nearby and I managed to capture it. And then I've not seen one since. I'm checking. I, I did get my ditto yesterday to complete that portion of oh, nice. the Mew quest. So I'm now at the raid battles and uh, evolve Magikarp section. I'm very close. Okay. And lucky for you this week, Will, that uh, it will be double XP raid battles, so you will probably see more people doing raids this week. What number is uh, is the Snorlax? Uh, Snorlax is what, like 143 in the Pokedex? All right, so he's down there. Yeah. Start by name. Yeah, you can just search by Snorlax. <laughs> too, too late for that now. <laughs> Crabby executor. I got I got both kinds of executor. I have both kinds of executors. I got I got my Alola Rattata, which are now hatching in uh, in Alolan eggs. By the way, uh, that was some news. One forty three. Did I say one forty three? I think I did. I was spot on. That's its number. Gen oneer. Do not have a Snorlax. Oh yeah, uh, the Alolan eggs you get from friendship stuff. Uh, you can get now. Last week, you could get Grimer, Alolan Grimer, Alolan Vulpix, Alolan Sandshrew, and Alolan Meowth. They added Rotatit to that. From my understanding, they did not... I think they just cut down the amount of Meowth and added Rotatit to that. Because uh, it really felt like almost 80% Meowth, 20% the other stuff. And I believe... I know that Vulpix is the rarest one. I, uh, reports I think are saying it's three to four percent. Uh, I finally got my second one yesterday. I think I've hatched about twenty eggs total. Uh, I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I think I'm done with Alolan eggs. I have my two Vulpix. I would rather hatch five, ten, or two k eggs, mostly because like I can get shiny Why Not, or I can get shiny Pichu, or I can get Chimeco, which I'm still missing. I don't why I don't. Think I need Alolan eggs anymore, <laughs> unless I want more Vulpix, I, I suppose. But yeah, I, I only got the Alolan Sandshrew from an egg, but I'm got one incubating right now. I only have one Alolan egg, <laughs> <laughs> and it's in an incubator, and I don't know what's in it. And I if keep it's trying a, to send oh. you presents, you're number three on the list, right? I but our friend, you presents too. Our friendships only go up once a day. Opening multiple gifts a day doesn't really benefit. Well. I mean, I only send one a day. Yeah, well, people. yeah, but I, I, I only get like one gift to give per day, and since Steve demands to be number one on the list, that's usually where it goes. Oh, I know he's not known for sending things back. Look, <laughs> look, there's w- no favorite <laughs> system in there. He can't look, find us. I work at home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't get out a lot. It's hard for me to send gifts. Going back to Snorlax, though, uh, these field research things were never promised to be legendary-only Pokemon. Uh, I think it's important to remember that the only reason, the main reason that field research exists are for casual people. All all these hardcore people getting upset that it's Snorlax. Look, they're not meant for you. (laughs) These are meant for people who play casually. Snorlax is a pretty rare Pokemon. I think it's cool. And there will be plenty of time to do... 
legendary anything else in the future. So I think it's okay. I think it's fine. Personally, uh, Regice is still your raid boss. Uh, they have not announced any new raid bosses. There are so many Regice around my neighborhood. Every uh, time I have a raid pops, it's a Regice. I have not seen one. I have <laughs> not even visit. seen. Okay. Hey, <laughs> just, just jump on a flight. You got your passport. Jump on a flight. Fourth of July. It should be great to go to DC. Announced uh, because of the Professor Willow's Go Challenge, which is kicking off the... Uh, which kicked off in Germany, I suppose. Also, I just want to like, some people are, are, are eager for Gen 4, even though Gen 4 is 50% Pokemon that evolve from Pokemon you already have and 50% legendary Pokemon. And that's all. Like there, <laughs> Yeah, there were no starters that season. No starters. You got a legendary and then it just carried you through the game. That was Gen 4. Yeah, that was Gen 4. You you use your Tanga Growth, your Electivire, your... <laughs> your Rose Raid and Budu. Hello. Yeah, and then uh, and then fifty percent legendaries. So I I can't imagine Gen Four is going to come until like all of these summer events are over. Like they have they 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 clearly have a game plan for the next couple months, all the way up to that Japanese event, which doesn't have dates and time. So I don't think we're getting probably any Gen Four stuff until maybe maybe fall or winter. I don't know, but I I can't imagine them doing anything this summer because their summer seems pretty booked already. I mean, I will say that I'm itching to get a gym jar and a piplup. I think Gen 4 had my favorite set of start. Like, I liked almost every starter in Gen 4. So I'm eager for those to appear, but not much else, except for Rose Raid. But... Uh, no, no Torchic? Torchic's Gen 3. No, wait, that's, uh, that's, that's Gen right. 3. Uh, no no Torterra. Torterra. Oh, God, that's why I keep forgetting, because that's yeah, such an everybody awful forgets. Pokemon. It's just not good. What? Torterra's Okay. No, it's not. It's all lopsided. and Yeah, no. so I like it. It's asymmetric. No, it's like... It's asymmetric because you're supposed to be sitting on the other side, so you balance out the tree. I, well, it's, it, it's Bulbasaur's ugly cousin, and it's not good. <laughs> I mean, it's my least favorite of the three. I still like it. I still think... I, th- I don't like... It's one of the rare occasions where I don't like the first two, but I really like the final that it turns into. Like, I think Torterra is a great design. It's a weird typing, but it's a great design. Yeah, I agree. But I just, I don't take, I just, I can't get behind Turtwig or Grottle. Like, Grottle really bugs me for whatever reason. I don't know why. <laughs> it just bothers me. And Detective Pikachu, Grottle is a real dumb Pokemon. No spoilers. It's just, that's, that's the uh, characteristic they apply to him. Oh, yeah. Okay, back to Pokemon Go. Uh, there will be uh, a specific raid event okay it says if the challenge is completed this is off bubble news but the challenges are completed players worldwide will be given five free raid passes when they spin a gym for articuno day featuring the legendary pokemon articuno which first appeared in the kanto region on july 7th articuno will be available in raids around the world for three hours and it will be possible to encounter the shiny coloration you know that three hours but only the first 15 minutes matter when everybody shows up basically right so like i am i am for them trying something new i've expressed my my problem with raids and for me it's it's a it's a time issue if i go to a raid i've i've said this before but just if you're a new listener this is my issue with raids i every time this happens like every single raid 
I'll like check Discord, I'll check Facebook, which I hate checking. They'll be like, okay, a raid pop in here at 320. Uh, we're going to start at 325. Okay, cool. I get there. And then, you know, Sally is running late in her minivan. And gosh forbid, we got to wait for Sally. She's at every single raid. She'll be here in five minutes. 15 minutes passes. Sally's not here. She's right around the corner, though. She just texted me. Sally's, you know, right around the corner. Sally pulls up in her minivan, comes out with her two phones. She's illegally parked, by the way. And she goes, oh, my cousin's on his way. You know, just give him 10 minutes. My cousin's on his way. And then this, this cycle happens where a rage should take, like, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to be the guy that doesn't want to wait for anyone. I, I don't mind. Like, I want everyone to do the raid, of course, but it's just like a simple thing turns into like 45 minutes because you're just waiting for somebody and they want to wait for somebody and they want to wait for somebody. And it's just that I cannot help standing out there for 45 minutes, whether it's too cold outside or too hot so- outside being like, is this? fun anymore is this war like for 45 <laughs> minutes is uh, no is, no <laughs> for 45 minutes i could be doing a lot of other things i mean my experience is things pop downtown and then if it happens to happen during a lunch break or people's breaks everybody runs spends five minutes there just like we're in go and then everybody disperses so things will last for half an hour but if i didn't get there in the first two minutes by the time i see it and get there there's nobody there. So it's one of the things where it's like, oh, did I catch it at the exact perfect time? Yeah, my, my favorite thing about raids or my favorite complaint about raids is I used to walk past the Embassy of Spain a lot, which is on a street corner <laughs> downtown. And it's a gym. And whenever there's a raid at the Embassy of Spain, there are so many people blocking that corner. It's like you, you can't you can't walk on that side of the road. Except the problem is there is no other side of the road in that particular <laughs> section of town. So you basically have to walk around the entire block just to get around where that corner is completely blocked off with people. I'm like, could you just not all like push yourselves up against the wall so people yeah. could walk by on the sidewalk, please? If it's like a mall aisle or something, obviously that you, you can solo that pretty easy. And that only takes what, you know, 120 seconds in the lobby. 180 seconds to do and then a couple seconds to catch so you're really only looking at like a six seven minute commitment solo raids which are fine but i'm talking mostly about these legendary raids yeah in the in the other corner you have the elusive ex raid which a lot of people hate because they they have not gotten an ex raid pass but me who casually raids i have at this point nine mewtwo and I love the EX raid. I love looking at my phone saying like, hey, at 1 p.m. on Monday, go to this specific location and you can do a raid. And I know when I arrive at 1255, there will be a bunch of people there ready for one. We start it right away and then we leave and our day is done. And I don't have to like look at Discord. I don't have to plan. Okay, well, it takes me 25 minutes to get there and this is popping at... You know, uh, it's going to pop in 20 minutes, so are people going to be, like, starting, or is it even going to be worth it? I just like having a time slot and knowing that other people will be there, and I just go there, we do it, and I leave. I love EX raids because of, like, that time situation, uh, but I know some people haven't experienced that. Yeah. 
I got one on Christmas Day. <laughs> oh, yeah. In the Starbucks <laughs> in a closed office building. And people are like, well, wait outside. I'm like, it's Minnesota. And on Christmas Day, it was negative 30. There's no waiting outside that office building in hopes you could get close enough to the closed Starbucks. I was so mad. <laughs> I still have not gotten any x-ray pass. I do them sprint locations. I cannot even think where there might be a sprint location anywhere near me. Well, uh, Will, you'll have to go to the uh, DC Discord group and figure out which location. That's have... not going to happen. And, like, that doesn't sound like Will happen. at all. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sprint right by my office, but the security guards of that office building are on to the deal. And so when large crowds of people show up, they show up and shoo everybody away. Mm. So we're all so everybody now tries to act like we're just shopping in a non-shopping area because there's nothing there but an escalator and the Sprint store. So everybody tries to pretend they're not looking at their phone while but outside an, the Sprint store. But it's an actual Sprint store? Yeah. Shouldn't they know that you're doing raids there because they're a sponsor of Neantic? Yeah, but the building that they're in, their security. Oh, the building. Gets super mad. Okay. No, that makes sense. This is the same Mayfair story I told like a year ago. Okay, so this Articuno is three hours, can be shiny. When you say three hours and can be shiny, you would assume that they would increase the shiny odds because that's what they do for Community Day. We got reports from the self-road that the chance of encountering a shiny is 1 in 450, but uh, on Community Day is 1 in 25. For a legendary in a raid, it is 1 in 19. So maybe 1 in 5, 1 in 4. I don't know. Uh, maybe it is going to be 1 in 19. This is something new. So I'm not going to be like, oh, three hours for Articuno couldn't be shiny. This sucks. I won't have time. Maybe this is better. Maybe this is better than current raids for what I've complained about and what I'm looking for. I don't know. But I'm also now frantically thinking which location in Milwaukee area has a bunch of gyms that you could walk to, right? Because I'm assuming you can only do it one. Like, how how many gyms are going to have Articuno 1? When you do it, I'm assuming you can't do it again unless it's a new gym. So, like, I think, like, getting in a car and going to another location, probably not the most efficient. Efficient? I have no clue what to expect, I guess. You just need to plan to come visit me. I am in gym, <laughs> one gym on top of the other land. I think I might take a trip down to Chicago because uh, you remember the. No, I don't. I don't live in Chicago. You're incorrect. I mean, like Chicago is way cheaper than DC for me. Also, like you remember the amount of gyms that are down around Millennium Park. True. Yeah, I mean. I would probably just go to the Mall of America, Ooh, which is the how many indoor... gyms do they have there? So there are five gyms and I think ten other stops. Because somebody went through and tagged almost everything inside the amusement park area, and then a wide variety around. So people walk around there, but it's still not as good as Victory Park Memorial, which you can drive and. Somebody during the Ingress times um, <laughs> went and marked every tombstone in Victory Jeez. Park Memorial. 
So it's just a line of a hundred Pokestops along like a mile long stretch. And I think three of them got turned into gyms. So nice. people can drive that or just park and walk it because it's not very long. But that's those are the two hot spots. But I generally just don't have time. Yeah. I have a question, Steve. When somebody sends you a gift, do you pay attention to the location that the gift came from? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, like I'll I'll go by the icon. Like if it's a Starbucks, I'm not. I'm just gonna tap through fast. But if it looks interesting, I'll I'll like take a second. I I'm pretty sure I sent you a gift from the metal stick in the ground. Oh, <laughs> I don't think that was interesting enough for me to like look at. <laughs> of course, it wasn't. It's literally a metal stick in the ground. Because if it's like a park related thing, I normally um. I'm just like, ah, I don't I have enough park stuff in my in my life. I think I sent you one one of you two, one of the ones that I got from the funeral home. Yeah, I got the funeral home one. Yeah, I the got funeral the funeral home, home one. <laughs> I sent I sent Greg one from Harmony yep. this morning. I got that one. And then I think I sent I think I might have sent Logan the one that's uh the Cthulhu artwork in the Fantasy Flight Game Center where I was last night. That's pretty cool. I like the postcard thing. I think it's I cool. like the postcards too. I get I mean, it's interesting. I sometimes am frustrated because I click to it. I'm like, oh I'm excited to see what I got, and then I click it and the postcard comes up and I'm like, I didn't want to look at that. I wanted to see what I was getting from the package. But they're cool. But I also see how people who are much more privacy minded can get freaked out by that. Last Pokemon Go bit here before we take a break, and then we do non-Pokemon Go stuff. Uh, this is off Polygon by a friend of the show, Allegra Frank. Uh, Pokemon Go glitch keeps players from becoming better friends. What? There's a glitch right now where it's... I had this with a friend who I'm meeting at Pokemon Go Fest. Uh, she she was two-star on mine, which is what, I don't know, better, great friends or something. I don't know. Great, what. great friends. Great. And she was only one star for me. And I was like, oh, that's weird. I thought we were both two stars. Like, I didn't know that I was only one star for her until she told me. But it's supposed to it's supposed to build actively. So even if I never send Will a gift, as long as he's sending me gifts and I'm opening them once a day, it will increase our our friendship. I see how this works. Uh, and <laughs> and the antic has said there was a uh, a a a bug. They did come out and say it. Quote, it will take multiple friendship activities for your friendship level to increase. If you notice that your friendship level has not increased for a day after participating raids, trading, or sending gift, please con- complete another one of these activities with them. <laughs> so that's what the antic said. Players have found out a more concrete solution. However, it involves ensuring that the... S- the same player initiates the daily friend activity, specifically gift giving. It means they're always sending the other friend a gift while the other is always accepting it. The recep- recipient will see the friendship increase a normal once the player reaches great friend status. Uh, the two will switch roles the next day. The following day, the original gift giver, the most recent recipient, will be bumped up to great friend status too, just as they were supposed to be. I believe there's also a slight time zone issue. So if I set, so here, this is what I've discovered. I was sending gifts at like 12.01 my time to my friend who lives in Seattle. And she was opening them right away, but technically it was not 
a new day for her. And even if she waited, it would still not be considered a new day because I sent it because my 1201 is still her 1001. So it was counting all those gifts for the same day, which doesn't matter because you can only do one gift a day. So once I sent a gift after 2 a.m. my time, then it worked as well. Probably none of this will matter in like two weeks when they fix it. But if you're having problems, there are there are time zones and rotating roles to fix it. If you care to fix it. I haven't noticed it. So I'm hoping <laughs> probably should pay attention. Yeah. But everybody seems to be going fine. I get I don't know. I think so. I feel like we should have been at seven days now, Greg, but maybe not. Well, I there was a couple of days where I just wasn't getting any gifts, no matter what I did. I would sit at work and be like hitting it and I'm like, I'm just not getting gifts. And since I'm seeing uh the person who's number one on my list, Will, for a big <laughs> event, he gets well, it see, first. That's the problem, is that I'm seeing Steve first, right? Uh. So I've got to take care of that relationship. And then after July fifteenth, Steve's in the trash can and yeah. it's all yeah. It's all Greg. It's all Cole. See, but after that, then you got to prepare for the 90-day stuff for the wedding. I'll worry about that uh, in September. <laughs> that's, a, that's an October concern. Yeah. That's October, November, December right there. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of gifts, uh, you could only hold five. Now you can hold ten. They changed that in like five days after it came out. Also, instead of getting like 20 Ultra Balls from a friend, you only get like four to five Ultra Balls from a friend. You're... I have so many Ultra Balls. I have never had this many Ultra Balls in my life. I looked at it, I looked and I had 73. Yeah. So I have 120. Some people were upset that they nerfed the gifts, but I, I, they were, I don't know. I personally believe they, they were giving way too many items, even for somebody who plays a lot. And I was, I was throwing out Ultra Balls and Max Potions to get more Ultra Balls and Max Potions because I just don't have room in my inventory. I have 400 rare candy I have to keep uh, safe. Why? You expand your bag. Why? What am I going to do with it? Exactly. Why are you keeping them? Because then? I know. You're never going to okay, use them. I know as soon as I spend it, those Pokemon are going to appear. I'm missing three Pokemon. I'm missing Slacking, which I have 100 candy now because I was walking with my Vigoroth, which has a real fine booty. It really does. Saw that on Twitter. A plus. I can evolve that now. And now I have. Three more Pokemon I need to evolve. Gardevoir, which I need like 25 more candy. I could use my rare candy, but also yeah. I could just walk with Krillia because I need a new walking buddy. Uh, Metagross and Salamence. Those are the only three Pokemon I'm missing, not counting regionals. So if I the thing happened to me, I had 50 Beldum candy, and I was like, you know what? I don't have a Matang. And as soon as I evolved Matang, the next day, I found a wild Matang. I was so mad. And I know the minute I use that rare candy, <laughs> I'm going to find like a wild Gardevoir just hanging out on the beach. And I'm going to be like, well. But then you have two and you don't have to worry about your bank space. <laughs> but and I then can... you can look you look at me and say, look what I caught you. This that's... wonderful thing that's full of love. Let's trade it. Because I had 400 rare candies. <laughs> and then I was like. Where am I in this? <laughs> then I was like, oh, I can use rare candy to power up my Pokemon. Like I could. <laughs> I could max power my Mewtwo, but then but I gotta spend. But then I gotta spend Stardust. I need that Stardust to trade. But you have like fifty billion Stardust. I know it's it's a it's a dilemma. <laughs> it's You're not. a hoarder. You're a hoarder. You're a hoarder. Is the problem. You're a game gobbler and a hoarder. 
Game Gobbler and a Hoarder. I have 200 Ultra Balls. <laughs> God heavens! What is happening? We need, we need to take a break. <laughs> Uh, when we take a break, we'll talk about some non-Pokemon Ghost stuff, uh, and we will be right back. <laughs> leg tubes. Leg tube. Leg tubes. Tube. Leg tubes. Leg tube. Leg tubes. Tube warmers. Socks. Socks. The phrase leg tube might be... Good, right? The phrase leg tube might be mm, leg tubes, leg tube, leg tubes, tube, leg tubes, leg tube, leg tubes, tube warmers. Well, then they're just leg tubes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and we are back from our break. Okay, so we got some other Pokemon news here, surprisingly. Uh, first bet here is if you are attending the North America International Championships, which take place July 6th through July 8th, just realized that Articuno Day is on there, so sucks to be if sucks for you if you're competing. I would have probably dropped and been like, I'm going outside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you are attending the North America International Championships, a crocodile will be distributed via local wireless at the convention center in Columbus, Ohio. It will be based on uh, Ryota's champion last year. It will be available for Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. Uh, even if you do not have the event badge, uh, unlike the one used, it will not be holding Groundedium Z, but it will have the ability Intimidate, and it will know Earthquake, Taunt, Protect, Crunch, and it will be Adamant Nature. You don't need an event badge. But you have to be there. Local wireless. Yeah, local wireless. So where? I, maybe you just have to be outside the convention center, I suppose. How big is the convention center? Wait, this it's in Columbus, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, I was thinking, of, if you remember in Indianapolis, like you only needed the badge to go into the main competition room, but like the hallways were all open to the public. Oh. But local wireless is not that far. I'm assuming it's just a DS no, sending it, it out. It's far enough. It's Isn't no, it right? it's far enough. Uh, well, if anyone is going and they have, you know, four copies of the game and you would like to get Did me one. you just one. say it's just a DS sending it out? Yeah, isn't it? How, how do you think they do the McDonald's distributions? They just send them all DSs to yeah. have at the front counter no, when at I McDonald's? At, when I worked at GameStop, when they did, when when you did Pokemon stuff at GameStop, it was just a DS behind the counter in a set mode to like wirelessly send it out. No, I'm sure they're doing it over the wire. I thought it was a box. Wait, was it, don't it, a bunch of them have a box? I mean, this was this was like Diamond Pearl days where it was oh. actually a DS just sending it out. Uh, maybe it's a box. I don't know. I mean, it's just the tiniest bit of data. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you obviously if you're if you're going and you only have one copy, get get yourself a uh, crocodile. But if if you got like four copies and you're getting four crocodiles, I would like one. I have I have Fiones. <laughs> I have a bunch of Fiones I can trade you, or whatever. Uh, I'm more than happy to trade. But uh, that's happening if you're going. Also, enjoy your time there if you are going. Uh, Alolan Sandshrew and Sandslash have been added to Pokemon Duel, that hit game. I played that once. Did you like I it? I mean, I I played it a lot. I like it. 
Uh, it crosses a complication barrier for mobile games that where I it crosses over. It's too much of a hassle for how I play on my mobile phone. And it's like I had to learn a bunch of stuff and I'm like, eh, it's not exciting enough for me to invest into it. And it crosses a complexity barrier that I'm not willing to invest into a mobile game. It's no Clash Royale. No. Why it's am definitely... I still playing that game, Steve? Nah, the princess no, no. emotes, that's why. Did you not but buy them? I have, I have all emotes on mute. Oh, why man, would I buy but those? the princess emotes are so good, Greg. Uh, oh, I'll have to look. But are they like 10 bucks? No, they sold them separately without anything. It was two ninety nine for four emotes. Why are you spending money on emotes? Because they're that don't really affect good. Gameplay at they, all. they do. They do affect gameplay because if you can, <laughs> they are hundred percent affect gameplay. Because if you emote, oh man, you tilt that other person so hard. And and one emote can cost you the match, is what I'm saying. Wow. Oh man, Clash Royale. Is... That's why I have them on mute. Clash Royale is something else. All right. Speaking of mobile games here, Pokemon TV is available on Fire TV and Smart TVs. Pokemon TV is now available on Amazon Fire TV after an updated Android version of the app. And some, it says it can be downloaded on Sharp and Sony TV specifically, but it doesn't. I don't I don't know if you have like a 20 year old TV. I doubt that will work. Uh, the app is free to download. In addition, new episodes and movies are added periodically, which I believe are once a month ish. I think I have a sharp TV. Is it new? I bought it on my birthday, yes. <laughs> it's I... got Roku built in. Ooh. Tornadus and Thunderous, everyone's two favorite wind spirits. I don't actually know what they are. Legendary genies. Genies? genies? Ban the genies. Ban the genies. D- are there lamps next to them? You, you can be a genie without a lamp, Fred. I'm pretty sure that uh, was racist. I don't, the I, the only genie that is like, no, well known, I feel like is from Aladdin, and there's a lamp there. Um, I dream so, of, also. Yes. I dr- she wait, also wait, lived who? in a lamp, though. I dream of yeah, genie. Yeah, I dream of genie. Who is but, that? What about, uh, a what television about the song? show? Don't, genie don't in the go, bottle. No. 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 So. <laughs> The origin, no, we're not even touching that topic. Moving the origin on. of the word genie okay. is gin, D-J-I-N-N, and it is a uh, Southwest Asian concept of like a demon or, or like a trickster spirit. So that's all it boils down to. So is Aladdin wrong or right? This is my childhood. Is Aladdin wrong or right? What do you mean? What it you was mean? Robin Williams. He was hilarious. It was great. <laughs> I mean, it's based off of... Wait, the, wasn't Aladdin the movie you first saw with your husband on your yes. first date? What? Oh, wow. Yeah. Will Anderson scores a point. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Yep. We watch it every year. I know and more about other people's that, relationships than my own. <laughs> wasn't that that was that was that was the safety date, not a real date, but yes. I almost regretted bringing up lamps, but we got here. We got to, we got to Greg's first date. So I think it's a win-win. <laughs> All right, Tornadus and Thunderous are being distributed for July. Uh, hopefully, you got your shiny Zygarde uh, the last month. If you have not redeemed it, fear not. I believe that code is is good until September or something. 
Oh, I hope so, because I have four of them, and I haven't redeemed any of them. I have a bunch of extras, so maybe when we when people realize they're missing it, we'll give them away or something. Is this one at Target again? This one Genies? is at Target, yes. Oh, uh, that's so easy. These two, these are the two legendary Pokemon known as the For- Forces of Nature from the Unova re- region. They can be redeemed from the Nintendo wa- Network uh, July 6th to July 22nd. That is if you're not in the U.S. You are in the U.S. Target is your go-to. And if you are in Canada, you got the short end of the stick because you have to get that through email. So let's hope that you signed up for the Nintendo news, the Pokemon newsletter. Uh, U.S. people, go to your local Target. Go to your local Target where they just put it out on the counter and then you walk up and grab as many as you want because they are not paying attention. Yeah, Target employees do not get paid enough to care about they Pokemon do fans. They do not. Um, and then, of course, if you have Altars on Ultra Moon, you get Tornadus in one. It will then get Thunderous. It'll unlock Landorus, blah, blah, blah. So you can get Landorus that way. Yeah. I don't know what's what would be next after this. They kind of have gone out of order. They started with Dialga and Palkia, Gen 4 confirmed, um, and then moved on. So I don't, I don't know what's next. I don't know if they have, have a game plan here. I'm so excited for Neantic's Gen 4. You're excited for them to have a bunch of evolutionary items that you can only get by spinning discs seven days in a row and then getting the same item over and over every single Over and over and over again and probably never getting my shiny stone. Actually, they do have a game plan here. So August is uh, Kyogre and Groudon, Kroger and and Groupon. Uh, September is Latios and Latias. October is Reshiram and Zekrom. And uh, November is Lugia and Ho-Oh, Gen 2 confirmed. But what's, what's December? Uh, I don't think there's a December. <laughs> there's always a December. It, it's the, the hat on the year. <laughs> Not this year. December is canceled. December is canceled. Pokemon Company doesn't believe in December. Aren't you getting married in December? That's why. They took the month off. Oh, jeez. They took the month <laughs> off. Because they're showing up. They're going to make it a... Jim X raid. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right, let's uh, let's read some emails here. We haven't done emails in a while, so in regards to emails, if you would like to send an email in, uh, sbj at pkmncast dot com, or you can just go to pokemonpodcast.com and hit that contact button. This is from Mike says, hi, Pokemon podcasters. What is your favorite poison-type Pokemon? And what poison-type Pokemon do you think stinks the most? And about stinky Pokemon, my favorite is Stun Tank. And I think it, I don't think it was featured for Pokemon of the Week. Mike. Oh, we've done Stun Tank. Have we? Like three years ago. <laughs> yeah, that sounds Three or four right. years ago. Favorite poison-type Pokemon. I think I, mean, I know what are mine we, is. Are we talking primary poison or any poison? I would say any. I would I say mean, yeah, any. Yeah, and as long as it can, ha, has poison typing, yeah. We know what mine is then. <sighs> I suppose the question was meant to be for you, Greg. <laughs> yep. It's all about me. I mean, the whole Roserade line poison is amazing, but if I'm going to look at pure poison type or primary poison type, that gets harder. I really do like that Alolan Grimer, though. Alolan Grimer is so cool. cool. 
It's so cute. So I will say that my favorite poison type is uh, Nidoqueen because when you're trying to get your living Pokedex and you find out that Nidoqueen, she don't breed. (laughs) (laughs) She ain't making eggs with anybody. That's quite the revelation and a little bit of a difficulty when you're trying to get things to get, get, get all the Pokemons together. Which is the stinkiest? I mean, are we all just going oh. with Trubbish, Garboder? Are we? No, going no, no. The stinkiest is is Victory Bell because it's the like the pitcher plant, right? Yeah, and but that's supposed to be enticing. It, it stink means any well, yeah. odor. It's mm. just the it's it's kind of like I thought, like thought Bioplume was supposed to be the stinkiest, or Gloom was supposed to be the Gloom stinkiest. Gloom was supposed to be the stinkiest, but oh, that was before the Gloom. trash bag came around. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> I would say Weeping Bell is my favorite poison because he has googly eyes, and I'm a sucker for Pokemon with googly eyes. I mean, I think there's also a strong case for Marini to be made here. Yeah, Marini's good. If Irene was on, she would say Marini. She really likes Marini. Naya Legal is also poison. Yeah, Yeah, Poiple. Salazzle. Ooh, Salazzle's good, too. Salazzle's real good. So sassy. And There's I a did, lot of good poison types now. Yeah, Dragalge. I'm, I'm a huge nah, fan no of Dragalge. Yeah. No one likes that Pokemon. I did my uh, ultra... <laughs> my, my, one of my runs with uh, Dragalge on my team. Oh, Tough to choose. This is from uh, Catherine. It says, hi, ISC crew. How would you like Pokemon Go and the main series games to interact? If it was up to me... I would like it to be a one way out of Pokemon Go to Bank. If they allow transfer to, from Bank to Pokemon Go, if if they allow transfer from Bank to Pokemon Go, I would hope uh, that they transfer in as game is level twenty, so you have already have it in your Pokedex. I think it might really down downgrade the fun of Go if they were to release a new set of Pokemon and you could just move with them all from Bank to Go. Uh, it also might make gym battles worse if people could transfer over a bunch of high-level Pokemon to sit into gyms. What are your thoughts? Love the show, Catherine. I think she's saying she would only want go to bank, not the other way around. That's what I would want. And I agree with her 100%. Yeah. I sort of see, like, I mean, I don't take Pokemon Go all that seriously. I'm taking it more seriously now that there's this let's go thing happening. But I sort of feel like my phone is the device where I'm out in the world capturing it and then I can transfer it in. And I don't I don't see it the other way, like I could put things into yeah. it. So I prefer that one-way method. Like I'm out in the wild with my capturing device and then I bring it home to put it in my bank and keep them forever and ever. Right. With the Pokewalker, you take Pikachu out with you on your waist and it collects items and then when you get back home, you resync it. Yep. Can we talk about how my Pokemon bank was expired for like three months and I didn't realize it? Did you oh, did it delete no! did you delete, delete your Pokemon? Did not lose my Pokemon. I've always no, I've but... always heard conflicting things where people are like, if you don't renew it within like a week, they delete everything. I mean I've wow, got I that... I've definitely gone a couple months without renewing and it's all been there. I, I was over three months and yeah, I just because I haven't been using my three DS in so long. And I wasn't going into bank, and I was like, I went in because I was getting ready for a battle competition. I need to breed some Pokemons, and it was like your your uh, ex- your subscription expired in March, 
And it's like, <laughs> I hope my kids are still there. <laughs> hope my kids are still there. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine losing an entire living Pokedex? Oh, because that would be the worst. Because uh, you didn't renew that subscription. I have so many things in there. I need to really organize my bank. I have so many legendaries from all of the events that I've done that I've just dumped into bank and have never looked at since. Yeah, I need to clean out my bank too. I don't, I don't know what to do with like my shinies because I have a bunch of shinies now and they're on my ultra moon. Most of them are on my ultra moon, and I always think like, what if somebody spills like a bottle? Somebody being me spills a bottle of water and it like gets on the cartridge. But then if I move them to bank, which is fine, but then I want like people want to see them and I want to use them to hunt other shinies, so I don't always want to switch to banks. I don't know what to do. Obviously, the safest place is bank, right? Not the a safest cartridge. Place is bank. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 100%. <sighs> so I don't, I don't know what to do. This message is from Nev from New York, New York. If Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee are main series Pokemon games, why can't they use the other 656 Pokemon? Question mark. Thinking emoji. Nev. Oh, I have a lot to say about <laughs> Let's Go. <laughs> the. Before Greg rants, I just want to say Black and White were main series games, and they did not let you use any of the first four generations until you beat the game, but they never marketed it that way. Correct. True. Yeah. And I I don't think... Also, in the Alola games, right, your completed Pokedex is only the ones you can find in the games. They are they are completely oblivious, don't care about any other Pokemon from but any you other could, generation. You could use any You po- could. You could, but they're not necessary in any way, shape, or form. Right. All right, Greg, let's hear it. I, I'm at, One, I'm super excited for it. I'm very excited for the games. I understand why they're limiting them. I I don't know that they have... It makes sense that they have a limited Pokedex because they don't know how well it's going to sell, and it looks like they have to make a lot of artwork for it. And in the world of DLC and expansions after the fact, it probably would be easy to add on to that game if they know it's going to sell, if it's going to sell successfully or not. I also get why people are very concerned about Let's Go because it does change up fundamental mechanic of how you play that game and i get it like final fantasy 12 i hated because i hated the combat system so much that i just couldn't play the game so i get the fear of a series that i love forever hitting gameplay mechanic that just stopped me from enjoying that game and it sort of takes away from something that's been a big part of my life like i didn't play ff12 so people who reference that I'm like, I've played every series, but this one I don't know what you're looking at because I found how the game worked to be unapproachable. So I get why there's a lot of angst around it, especially since Go is so popular. Uh, I think it's good that they're experimenting, though. I really think I don't know that they'll ever get away from what we see as the core mechanics for main games. But I think it's fun that they are at least willing to tap another market and sort of bring other people into the series and and just tinker with what we know. Uh, and I, I don't think... I mean, it's a main series game because it is, but I don't think that matters. Like, the category matters as much as people think it does. 
I was going to say, the only thing that really matters is the more money that uh, the Pokemon Company <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Nintendo make means uh, more profits to be shared with their shareholders. And that's what's important. You know, I was thinking more about the catching mechanic because I'm really excited for it as a as a player who plays Go. But two things stick out in my mind specifically when people bring up the everything of these games seems pretty similar besides the catching mechanic. And I get the catching mechanic affects other things like experience points and stuff. But I think for the most part, everything seems similar. Gym battles are still there. Wild trainer fights. Pokemon following you. Leveling up. So two so two things I think is one it's clear that people are 100% okay with catching the same pokemon over and over again. I've caught 3 Rattatas this morning and I just thought to myself, I've been catching Rattatas in Pokemon Go for the last 2 years. The s- simplified catching seems to work and people people seem to be seem to like that since they've been playing for 2 years, so why not try that in your core game? Where, I will say, part two, out of both Sun and Moon, they both had global worldwide challenges. Do you know which challenge failed consistently in both games? Catch a lot of Pokemon? The catching challenge. Huh. Do you know what people normally do when they play through a game like Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Moon? They look at the route ahead and they go, all right, there's less grass on the right side. And if I go far right, there's only like two pieces of grass instead of three pieces of grass. So then I can get through this a little bit quicker. Or they uh, or they end up in an encounter and then they immediately run away because that's not what they want to do. That's not why they were there. They're just trying to get to the next town. So I think when you put... If you are, a, if you are the Pokemon company and you see this, this thing that is the core of Pokemon Go catching is... People seem to like it even after two years. And this thing where we're asking people to catch in a game that has existed for 20 years, and that is one of the main goals that are not being hit. I mean, the breeding stuff gets hit. The battling stuff gets hit. I think Mantine Surf got hit. But the catching did not. And then you go, well, a lot of people, they probably know how many Pokemon are being caught. They probably don't need those worldwide goals to see. They probably were like, this is a mechanic we actually need to change. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen in the 2019 game if they stick with it, but I feel like if Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, if people are catching more Pokemon and if after all the naysayers are done complaining and they decide they like this, and you know there will be, there will be people who won't, of course. Uh, I can see them sticking with it because if it's more fun and if it actively gets you to catch more Pokemon, which is one of the you know main pillars of a Pokemon game, then why not stick with it? Because kind of what's been working for the last two main series games like they can't even hit the catching goal at least and i know that that's not the end of the world be all but it is just a kind of a good example of like we've hit have we uh, the other goals have we seen how like wild battling in any of the let's go stuff yeah or is it only is it only when you encounter a wild you only have the option to catch or run like it is in go yeah, it's only catch and run. You can battle trainers and gym leaders, um, but we don't know if you can battle um, trainers multiple times or if they're like Todd or, or Youngster Joy where they'll give you a call and say they're ready to battle again. And I think there's some of that too. Like, you don't get to battle them 
you don't get to try to learn their movesets until you've caught them. Not that that's even a mystery anymore, but I think there's a lot of those old mindsets where it's like, how are they going to handle it? Like, how are we going to handle the grind since everybody wanted XP share to go away, even though it's like the greatest invention they've ever done. I love the XP share so much. But I think that it's hard to break people out of those. This is how they've always handled it. And I can't imagine how they're going to replicate what I'm used to doing in a way that satisfies me. And that's, I think, where a lot of the stress comes from. But I'm excited to see what they do. I'm excited to see how the game is changed. If they ramp up XP for trainers, if it's, you know, if trainers seem like they just dump XP because you're not getting it in the wild or how they're handling that. I'm curious about it. Yeah, I want I I I am very excited. I like catching as I've gotten older, I, the catching Pokémon has been my favorite thing. So if this is a very catching heavy game, I'm all for it. I can see though why people who are very battle focused would be concerned, but It's almost like you've made catching Pokémon your job. What? Some days. <laughs> Some days it's just some days it's just running around. Bug with uh, two mushrooms on its head. Hey, we got it. Literally the worst of all Pokemon. This is from Luke from Kyoto, Japan. Hi, SBJ and company. Just listening to the most recent episode, and I felt pretty bummed when you talked about the comments you received when Irene was on the show. Just want to write in and let you know that I love hearing her on ISE. Her comments regarding Team Skull in the Alolan games, for example, were an interesting take that we wouldn't have heard with just you and Micah. In fact, listening to last week's show made me pull the trigger to rate, review, and jump on Patreon. I hope we can hear more of Irene and all the boys and girls on ISC in the future. Cheers, Luke. But I love Irene, so I <laughs> love having her around as much as possible. Same. And her opinions are really well thought out, I think. I th- you know, there's there's a lot there's a lot to unpack there, even though everybody wants to write it off as a game. They don't exist in a vacuum. And I think her perspective on how a person from a different background with a different set of experiences views those games is very interesting. And whether they apply to you or not, whether you want to accept them or not, doesn't invalidate them. I think it's an important viewpoint to at least hear and sort of think. Everything in the world's teaching us something, and what are we learning from this? And is that something we should be learning, or is there a better way? And I think it's important to talk about that. With that being said, there should be some more Alolan vacation this week if you're a uh, podcast. If you're a Patreon backer at the $5 level, there should be some more Alolan vacation this week. I don't want to throw Irene under the bus, but I'm throwing Irene. I am. Uh, <laughs> She had a uh, a lot of uh, medicine changes this last month, and um, so she was under the weather most nights when she got home from work, which is also probably why, if you watch the streams, you don't see her on stream as often. I mean, she'll pop in every now and then when she's feeling good, but unfortunately, I can't just stop the stream and start recording when she's feeling good, and by the time I'm done, she's in bed, so we are planning on just dedicating an entire weekend and doing a bunch so we can at least provide... The goal is to do at least two a month. I I would, if it was my way, I would like to do four a month. But we're gonna try to, with with the holiday coming up, try to just knock out a bunch. So in case Irene goes through another thing of feeling under the weather, there's backup episodes. But 
Um, when Alolan Vacation comes back, there should be two right away for you guys. And then uh, we'll get back to at least every other week is the minimum I want to promise you guys. So and I don't like using the word promise, but every other week is my is my promise going forward this July. It is also our eighth year anniversary at the end of the month. I feel like I've been saying eight years for a long time now because I just round up. But we are at like 920 reviews. So thank you everyone who reviewed us in iTunes. Uh, we are 80 away from 1,000. So if you haven't, please do that. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to Will, though. And Will's going to do our Pokemon of the week. All right, but you guys already know what the Pokemon is. So should I just uh, hide it for the listeners yeah, so they I, can I guess? Think I've, I've gotten feedback that the listeners like when they can guess what it is. I, I, All right. I do like it. This Pokemon is an all-girl band in the Bang Dream franchise. <laughs> The group consists of five members, namely Minato Yukina on vocals, Hikawa Sayo on guitar, Udagawa Ako on drums, Shirokane Rinko on keyboard, and Imai Lisa on bass. They debuted with the song Black Shout. Their band name was coined, I'm not saying that because that'll give it away, uh, a highly talented band with their skilled performances and pro-level vocals, they are a highly praised group. Vocalist Yukina started the band with a special certain goal in mind. The other members are the like-minded Sayo, childhood friend Lisa, youngest and most talented Akko, and the award-winning winning Rinko. They play at a well-known live house and hope someday to make it to the big time. Oh, oh wait, that's not a Pokemon. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong thing. Oh, my bad. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> this Pokemon is a small, light green, bipedal Pokemon. It has three thorns on top of its head, and it has black eyes with long eyelashes. Visible from the back is a small stretch of yellow coloration around its neck, much like a collar. There are leaves extending from its shoulders like epaulettes. It has a leaf skirt with a yellow stripe running down the front. A male will have a shorter skirt than a female. Ooh! It holds a rose in each of its hands, a red one in its right, and a blue one in its left. However, it is said that it will occasionally have unusually colored flowers. This Pokemon's aroma brings serenity, but the thorns on its head contain a vicious poison. The more healthy it is, the more pleasant its flower's aroma. It can lull opponents to sleep using its former signature move, Grass Whistle. It shoots sharp thorns at anything that tries to steal its flowers and uses different poisons in each hand when it attacks. It lives in grassy areas where it drinks nutrient-rich spring water. LaCroix. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think LaCroix is spring water, is it? I have no idea. Any guesses? I mean, we know. No, it's, it's Roselia. It's Roselia are based baby. on rose bushes. Its humanoid design, connection to flowers, and one of its egg groups suggests it is also based on fairies. But it's not fairy type. It's poison type. And for those, that, for those that didn't know the joke of what you were reading earlier. Oh, Roselia is a band on Bang Dream, if yep. you know what Bang Dream is. <laughs> Some trivia here. Uh, Roselia is the only Pokemon to receive both a pre-evolution and an evolution in the same generation. I'm telling you guys, if you're hoping for Gen 4 and Pokemon Go, you yeah, we're gonna, it's if, legendaries if, and other Pokemon. You're gonna be real disappointed at the uh, at the amount of new Pokemon introduced. 
Gen 5 is the big one. That's the big one you want to look for. Roselia and its evolutions are the only poison-type Pokemon in the Fairy Egg group. In 2007, employees of Nintendo of America put Heracross up on the global trade station for Japanese Roselia. I, oh, I must, I don't know where I was in 2007. Roselia is one of 14 Pokemon that can be collected foreign Pokedex entries in for Diamond and Pearl. Oh, that makes sense, because it was an old Pokemon in that game. That's it. Uh, the shiny is in Pokemon Go right now. The shiny has been in the games forever. Uh, the blue rose turns black, and the red rose turns purple. It is so cool. I need it so badly. It's a really cool shiny. The uh, the body turns a slightly different green color as well, but obviously the roses stand out. It gets a better. It gets a more interesting yellow, and I'm not pleased with the screenshots I've seen of the one in. Pokemon Go, because I don't think it's yellow enough. <laughs> Not yellow enough. Do you have any fun facts uh, about Roselia, Greg? Otherwise, I have that its abilities are Natural Cure and Poison Point, and if its hidden ability is Leaf Guard. also has a catch rate of 150, which is about 19.6%. I'm trying to, like, get some of the good catch numbers down, like, in my in my head, so when I think of, like, oh, I know this Pokemon has a catch rate of 45, and that comes to, like, 7%, I think. I'm trying to, like, get the catch rate down a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, I fell in love with it because in Gen 3 in Coliseum, which you've now played, it was my, it was my star for beating level 100 at the top of Battle Mountain. It drained a Kyogre in one hit. <laughs> Jeez, it was amazing because because they in that game they really worked on the scale so it was this like this tiny green speck against this giant thing and it hit me with an ice beam which it survived because Rosalie is pretty good on special defenses and I hit Giga Drain and I'm like I just need to just need a two hit and first hit just boop down to zero and I finally beat Mount Battle I was so happy so did the male and female split in design only happen in I'm I'm confused. When did that first come into being? Uh Gen 4 oh, is when Gen 4 male and female uh started having very distinctive differences. And it's not easy. I mean, they say it's a little longer. It's a li- it's barely noticeable. You really do have to pay attention. <laughs> it's more noticeable on Rose Raid because the coattails are longer, but still it's not it's no hard on the tail. Yeah. Just love these Pokemon that are different between the males and the females that they never told us about before. I wish every Pokemon had a male and female difference. Honestly. I do too. I think it's I think it's interesting. It gives I think you it matches. It also, yeah, it also gives you a reason to collect both. Yeah, I think we will. Uh, we will wrap it up here. Uh, even if you don't get your Roselia by the time this episode goes up in Pokemon Go. Keep in mind, once a Pokemon turns shiny in Pokemon Go, it will always be shiny. There's no turning back. I am so desperate for this Pokemon. Which I'm like, (laughs) which I'm thinking, what if, because let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee. This is a pipe dream, by the way. I'm going to label this pipe dream before I say what I say. Since let's go Pikachu, let's go Eevee is only going to have 150 Pokemon and... A lot of those are evolutions, so I don't know what your base number is. Like 70 or something. Anyways. Yeah, something like that. 
We don't. We know there there will be shinies in there because they said you can transfer your shinies from Pokemon Go. So obviously those sprites are built in, and they're acknowledging shinies by transferring from Pokemon Go. We don't know if there's any shiny hunting methods or if you can even hunt shinies. But what if they do a Pokemon Go thing where like every week, or not? Well, let's just say for the sake of this conversation, every week they roll out a shiny. While some people might be mad of like, oh, I just want to shiny hunt everything right away. It would kind of be cool that everyone would be like, oh, this week we're all hunting this together, and this week we're all hunting... I don't know. I think that'd be good for the community. I think that'd be good for, like, that game in specific. I think it would be good for the shiny hunting community to, you know, they could, like, do more things. Like, everybody's... Who can get it first? We, We all have the same one that we're hunting, and it can be, like, marathon things. I think that's fun for the community to add in as an every once in a while thing. But I think I I wouldn't want them to do it for every game, like every game. Right. Right. I like the fact that there's different shiny methods in, in the games as well as some of the old ones. Yeah. I just think there's not a lot of Pokemon that we know of and it would really keep the longevity if they were like, okay, the, the two Pokemon we're releasing this week are, uh, Licking Tongue and Jinx, good luck. And then they stay, maybe they stay shiny forever, or maybe they rotate out. I don't know. It's just like, I think about games trying to keep people playing forever, and Pokemon Go is one of those games that have done a really good job and have get get people, I had nothing planned on July 7th, and now I feel like I need to drop everything to try to find a shiny Articuno on July 7th, so they yeah, do. Yeah, but now they're taking that whole weekend, because Community Day is on the 8th, yep. and it's like, I yeah. can't yeah. have every day be Pokemon Go Day. Yeah, I don't, I, you're right, I don't want every Pokemon, I don't want every day to be Pokemon Go Day either, but they're, uh, you know, they're trying to get, build up that summer excitement, I guess. We'll see. We will see. Well, Greg, I would love to have you back on more often. I am here for you. I would. <laughs> I love coming back. It's fun. Where can Where can our listeners find you? You do some other stuff. I do a bunch of other stuff. Uh, find me on Twitter. I. It's probably the easiest because I'm I'm not as gatekeepy as I am with Facebook and other things. So at White Wing on Twitter, uh, and then you can listen to my other podcast, Very Random Encounters. Um, and then if Mythical ever shows up again, I'll be there. Wait, are you hosting in a uh, uh, a panel at I Gen Con? I am. We are hosting a panel at Gen Con this year. This will come out year. before Gen Con comes out, so yes. you might be able to get some interest there. Is the whole crew going to Gen Con? We tried, uh, but due to uh, financials, uh, Travis getting married didn't help with money. It's just going to be Logan and I this year, but we're going to try next year to do more conventions as a group uh, and get out in front of people. Uh, so this this year was a little ramshackle, so Logan and I will be there running the panel, and you are all very welcome to come see us Friday at 7. I am also giving a panel at Gen Con on Saturday Man. for Drive Check. The, my friends over at the Tuesday Night Games slash podcast, they're doing a panel on Saturday. They're well, almost sold out too. There's a sold Greg out. Greg and I plan on disrupting that. So. Yeah, we are totally disrupting <laughs> that hardcore. Plus, they're doing it at 10 p.m. on Saturday night, so everybody's going to be a little bit punchy at that one. So Man, what a good time slot. Prepared. Saturday is a good time slot, and 10 p.m. is like 
People are looking for stuff to do that late. I remember when we go to Gen Con, sometimes we have like, there's nothing to do once like six o'clock hits. Yeah, so we're at seven, which would be good. We're right after one of the events closes. So hopefully we're getting, I'm surprised we have more interest than I thought we'd get. So I'm excited for our panel. Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, Will at Wash in the Sink. Got that drive check yep. going. Yep. I'm And I'm doing a panel on Saturday. I think it's at three o'clock. Yeah, I think it's at three, if I remember. Yeah. Um, I have very few people signed up for it. So. <laughs> that, if that. you want to come, if you want to rest your Gen Con feet on Saturday afternoon and hear me talk about silly card games, come on on. That come on over. Booming, I'll be there. Uh, Vanguard audience. Uh, Vanguard. Yep. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dragging a Lake, and you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pokemon Podcast, and stay up to date with episodes and Pokemon news and live streams. Uh, by the time this goes up, we will be looking to complete the Pokedex in Black and White Two, the, the entire Pokedex, kind of the start of my Living Dex as well. So. GTS is closed. There's no GTS yeah. in Black and White 2. <laughs> Trading is local only. So a lot of people have told me it is near impossible to complete this dex. Uh, I'm going to prove them wrong. I get told a lot that things are hard or things cannot be done, and then uh, I find a way. Yep. So I kind of want the shiny Haxorus more than the shiny charm, honestly. I just think that's a cool gift. Um, so that's, that's, the, that's the plan this week on Twitch. Uh, no stream on... Wednesday, uh, because it is 4th of July, so uh, be safe if you're American. If you're not American, also be safe. <laughs> uh, be safe, but without as much firework risk. Right. Yeah, so just be safe, and uh, we will see you guys next Monday. Uh, this has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective and smelly. Got that right. Got that right. Eight eight miles in the ninety degree heat. I I got a real rubbish going on. (laughs) Will Garboder. That's it. It's super effective. Was created and produced by me, Steve Black Jr. Logo and artwork were also created by me. The music on ISC was created by Nicholas Burgess. If you enjoy ISE, consider leaving a review on Apple Podcast or just tell a fellow friend about the show. ISE is my current job right now, and I need all the support I can get to keep doing it weekly. If you'd like to support ISE, you can do so on Patreon. You can support me by heading over to ISE.cash. For as little as $2 a month, you'll gain access to our Slack community where you can battle, trade, and chat with other trainers. And for $5 a month, you'll gain access to our bonus anime podcast. A quick shout out to our producers of this show, which include Robert, Kevin, Mason, Watermelon, and Cygnus. Thank you all for listening.